With your help, we can continue to fight for freedom. This is not possible without your generosity. Join our quest for the truth and our freedom and donate today. Simply go to tntradio.live. This is World Stage with Bruce DeTorres on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. World Stage indeed. Exposing the tyrannies and exploring our power with deep dives into history, current events, dangerous trends, and the nature of reality. Before I introduce my guest, I want to talk for a minute about an article at doortofreedom.org by Merrill Nass, Dr. Merrill Nass, on October 30th. What are the international health regulations? The build-out of a massive and expensive global biosecurity system is underway allegedly to improve our preparedness for future pandemics or biological terrorism. In aid of this agenda, two documents are being prepared through the World Health Organization, a major series of amendments to the existing international health regulations, and a proposed entirely new pandemic treaty, accord, or agreement. The name of the treaty changes with each draft. Most recently, it was termed a pandemic agreement. Every conscious human being on this planet needs to learn about this, needs to know what the powers that be have in store for us, and get inspired to do all that you can as an individual to spread the word and prevent this from transpiring. Again, that was at doortofreedom.org, an article on October 30th last, What Are the International Health Regulations by Dr. Merrill Nass. With me this hour is Miriam Hanin, an investigative journalist, filmmaker, and author whose films include The Real Timeline, about what really happened the day that George Floyd died, available at mymoviesplus.com. Miriam's upcoming book is George Floyd, a multi-layered psyop examined and you can pre-order that at mariamhenin.com, M-A-R-Y-A-M-H-E-N-E-I-N.com. Her other books include Understanding the Mechanisms of the COVID-19 Vaccines, and you can follow her at mariamhenin.substack.com. Thank you very much for joining me again today, Miriam. How are you? Hello. Hello. You look dapper. Happy New Year's to you. I, I removed my tribe garb just for you. Oh, shucks. <laughs> I told you that got me fired up because you are on fire <laughs> and you are brave and courageous and you are intelligent and you are brilliant and you are passionate and you are compassionate. So there. Uh, I watched, months ago, I watched The Real Timeline, your film about George Floyd, and you've done an amazing job. You have found amazing uh, footage. You have found amazing and you made uh, insights into what really, really happened. So if you, you wouldn't mind, I thought we would start sure. with a discussion about that. You could maybe because, oh my gosh, George Floyd, wasn't that a million years ago? Hang on. It still impacts us. Um, do you, would you like to start by recapping the official story and contrasting it with what you found? Sure. I mean, in light of, I mean, my movie was so explosive that the fall of Minneapolis had to be made to cover up my movie. So um, 
I, I'm grateful for bringing some attention to the film that I released last January. And uh, now George is still in the news because Derek Chauvin has uh, apparently gotten shanked. So the, the original story is, um, you know, a black man that, um, you know, how how do you want me to tell you the story? The real story, the f the the fake story, whatever um, whatever bets best lets you describe what you found and what's in the real timeline. I think. Well, what I found is a psychological operation in order to usher in a uh, color revolution to allow us to go from virus violence overnight and. I never intended to spend four years of my precious life on George Perry Floyd. So when I started on day one, May 25th, 2020, I was in Costa Rica and I was with Zach Voorhees, the Google whistleblower. And one thing led to the next and I was befuddled at why uh, the media was lying. I mean, now I've learned so much since the Rona regime and the extent of the lies because yellow journalism is, you know, they say fake news is old news. There's nothing wrong with that. And now I, you know, up until I released the movie, I'm finished the book, I'm waiting for it to be published. And I had to entertain that part of this was real because I couldn't, as a real journalist, prove otherwise. But in response of what has happened in the past couple of months, which is one, the Supreme Court rejected Derek's request for a new trial. Whether this is true or false, it has very real repercussions. And Derek Chauvin, Derek Michael Chauvin, was not given a fair trial. So that was rejected. And then on the heels of that, <clears throat> the movie The Fall of Minneapolis came out and then Derek got shanked all in a month. Now, when you read my book, yes. Hang on, hang on, Miriam. Let's, yes, uh, it might be great for, uh, you know, the intercontinental, uh, the overseas audience. Shanked, I believe, means a prisoner in prison got stabbed by another prisoner. Uh, that That's just to get that out there for anyone yes. to whom doesn't know that. George Floyd was the man who died in Minneapolis um, in May 2020, yes. who, the outrage against which caused the, the thousands of riots, I believe, in the United States and around the world, and launched- Billion dollars uh, worth of damage, more than Rodney King. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, Black Lives Matter spearheaded many efforts to uh, change, transform, really, uh, the relationship of many communities with their police. And Derek Chauvin was the officer who was seen in the video with, yes. his, with his knee on George Floyd. So just to remind folks or teach people who, who didn't know that. And he was imprisoned. He was found guilty of charges related to that. And a few months ago, he was stabbed. And... Uh, that that's just to flesh out yes. for those who didn't, you know, know all the references that you had described. Right. But yeah, yeah. So, so the fall of Minneapolis looks at uh, Liz um, Liz Collin 
is married to Lieutenant Kroll, a Trump-leaning former union chief. And of course, she would have uh, resources and references that I don't. So it's great that they point out that the police force, Precinct 3, was abandoned in essence. The, the movie does not look as to why Tim Walsh or Jacob Fry, the Justin Trudeau knockoff mayor, or Keith Ellison gave those orders and who's giving them those orders. So it's, it really, I really do think that they had to make this movie in reference to mine. And if you're really care about the truth, you know, I, I requested to interview Liz Collin when her film came out because my tactic, whether I'm doing a film on bees or George Floyd is or writing a book is to inhale everything I possibly can and do an exhaustive search. So for instance, with this informant, I'm the only one that has tracked down his lawyer, uh, the informant's old lawyer, and read a hundred page court study and done a psychological profile of who is John Tursak and established that he was an FBI informant. And he's the, the fellow accused. He's the, he's the one accused of stabbing Chauvin in uh, prison. Yes. So in his agreement, which you can read on my Substack in length, my interview with both Gregory Erickson, Derek Chauvin's um, appeal attorney, who I first touched base with more than a year ago. And I also tracked down the old informant, the old lawyer of John Tursak, the informant that's been charged with shanking. Now, just yesterday night or yesterday, there was an arraignment and no one has reported that John Tursak has pled not guilty. In What I was going to say is that in his contract with the FBI, it says that his, his, the requirements of this deal would continue as long as the FBI deems necessary. So you could argue, is he still an FBI informant? How does he survive 36 years in jail if he's not protected when he's been identified as a snitch informant with the MA Mexican mafia. And there are so many holes that given this last chapter that involves the, the stabbing of Derek Chauvin and the fact that the family itself and the lawyers were kept in the dark that I called the hospital. I established that the hospital that was mentioned in the press was a lie when I also called and recorded my calls with the with the uh, Tucson uh, prison, they also were confused as to who I was asking about. Now, so in light of this last chapter, I, I wonder what is real and what is not real. Because as a journalist, I've brought receipts in my book and in the movie and entertained the possibility it's all a psychological operation. But unfortunately, my truth does not fit the right-left dialectic. And so it's best to just ignore Miriam. And it's not like I'm some chick off the street that made this movie. I had a, I don't know, I have an award-winning movie, Vanishing of the Bees, that was a number one film on Netflix. So although I'm not an Emmy award-winning reporter, I'm not part of the not-so-obvious establishment. So what we have here as we continue into the future is hopefully the public will realize that the left and the right 
it's two sides of the same coin. Uh, so much to <laughs> I want I want to I want to I want to I want to talk about. No, 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 no. Let's start with you. I was thrilled to discover that you're an investigator with decades of experience. Do I have that right? Oh, yeah. Yes, I was with the mainstream. I worked for MSNBC. I freelanced for top magazines, Maxim, LA Magazine, LA Weekly, Psychology Today, Marie Claire, Penthouse, wrote a lot of articles for them. I used to live in Los Angeles. And then slowly after making Vanishing of the Bees and blowing the whistle on Bayer and then launching a company, honeycolony.com, that aims to empower people to be their own best health advocate. I'm also a, a functional medicine coach and consultant. I'm also 50. So I've reversed lupus. I've learned how to walk again after being hit by an SUV and dragged 50 feet Ironically, after making Vanishing of the Bees, I was in the Dominican Republic for an environmental film festival, and I got doused with poisons, just like the honeybees, and then was diagnosed with, with lupus and fibro. But in reality, it's something called chemical body burden. The endocrinologist was clueless, gave me a fluoride stare as to what chemical body burden was, and told me, here's some prednisone and Cicelexa, there's no cure. To that, I said, oh, yeah, watch me and took six years and reversed my lupus, just like I learned how to walk again. So I feel the reason why I'm so censored is because I speak through the lens of a someone who was sick. I speak through the lens of a real journalist, not a media whore. And I'm also an entrepreneur with a business in the health space and also a functional medicine professional. So that it's a very interesting lens when you're covering you know, I usually, my beats are medical freedom. I've been covering vaccines since 2012. So covering vaccines and this COVID jab from hell plus George Floyd is not a very good combination. And so it's gone to the extent that I've even had a six-part series on, on NBC uh, smearing me called Shadowland. Thank you for joining me. <laughs> there, I, I, uh, we're going to take a break in a minute. Okay. And then, and then, I want to queue up a little bit more, unless, unless you're comfortable with what we've already said. A recap of, I think I'm going to ask you to recap if what's the official story, the mainstream story of what happened to okay. George Floyd. Sure. And then, what's the story as you, uh, as you would tell it now, based okay. on what you found and what you put into your documentary the real timeline, which people can find at mymoviesplus.com. And then whatever you want to talk about, I'll ask you about your, 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 your overcoming your health challenges, how that dovetails with such an important hmm. happening right now in the, in the wake of COVID and in, in, the, in, the, in the shadow of the looming uh, WHO uh, encroachments right. coming upon us. Right. This is World Stage. I am Bruce DeTaurus. With me is Miriam Hanin. And here now is important information from today's news talk, TNT. TNT Radio's Chris Smith. Despite being used to protect travelers from terrorists, hijackers, or violent drunks, or those who were drugged out as they board, and this has been going on since 1961, they won't be around this Thanksgiving. None of them. Air marshals were always meant to be invisible. Well, you can guarantee that this Thanksgiving. 
Ironically, the Biden administration has been hijacking air marshals for all kinds of other duties, leaving the passengers they were meant to guard and protect completely helpless. Air marshals have been lumbered with assisting the chaos on the southern border. They might be called air marshals, but an unknown number are now seconded to work on the ground. Maybe they're ground marshals now, marshalling illegal immigrants on the border and doing the job supposedly meant for the United States Customs and Border Protection. Where are they? Chris Smith on TNT Radio. The Lights is Britain's far-right conspiracy theory paper spreading hate and vicious lies. No, that's what the BBC say. The Light is the only national newspaper bringing you the real news and informed opinion on what's really going on today. You can subscribe, order copies, submit articles and read back issues on our website, thelightpaper.co.uk and see for yourself why the establishment are so worried about the uncensored truth getting out to people every month. The Light Paper. Not for right, just right so far. Thelightpaper.co.uk So many people who had no history of heart illnesses have got it now, or blood clotting after the COVID-19 vaccination. Punish those who hurt people with COVID madness. Lighting the fuse for freedom. TNT Radio. This is Bruce Torres. This is World Stage. With me is Miriam Hanin. Please, my dear, recount the, the official story of George Floyd and why... You're convinced it's a psyop. What you found and put into your great film, which I saw, the real timeline. So the official story is that a white officer snuffed out the life of a black man who's saintly and a martyr and uh, stood on his neck for more than eight minutes that's kind of it in a nutshell now mm-hmm. when you take a look like the book the book has a hundred times more truth bombs so in make in writing the book after the trial of Derek or during I, I decided to with my own funds buy all the footage possible so that I can lay it out in chronological order and see for myself what happened so when you, I caught something with one of the officers to Tao signaling to the crowd as if on cue. And I worked in Hollywood. I worked on many Hollywood sets and action. So even to the point where you know, I, was, I was watching from the milestone footage across the street from Cup Foods. And um, then I decided to go to Two Tao's camera. And sure enough, there's a little gesture, which Liz Collin put in a completely other context. And they saw my movie. I know that for a fact. So I believe it's a response. I also found a cover-up at Cup Foods. That's the epicenter. They're the ones who called the police on the police. That became a, a phrase. So when you have, for instance, I show nine-year-old Judea, that supposedly was going to be shielded from the horrific murder. But oh, there they are laughing, laughing on the corner while they're watching. So for instance, Judea, who's nine, says, we got to call the police on the police. Oh, okay. Then you have Mahmoud, Mike, the owner of Cup Foods, also say that to the press. And then you have um, Donald Williams, the so-called 
chokehold expert that just happened to be there also say you have to call the police on the police. So you're going to tell me this nine-year-old created this hook? No, there were talking points. There were talking points the second day after. So you're going to tell me this nine-year-old created this hook? No, there were talking points. There were talking points the second day after George died, I spoke to Giovanni Thunstrom. I have been reporting on this nonstop. So my film, The Real Timeline, when I watched um, The Fall of Minneapolis, I was like, oh, it's like watching my movie for the first 10 minutes. But I don't have access to the police force. And uh, again, I think it was a response to hide my my findings. And, and uh, so the book, my book shows also a, uh, for instance, um, 24 days before George Floyd died, there is a child support, a judgment order for $5 million. George Floyd would have to be making $1.7 million a year to justify that. When I did the back pay and added it all up, it was 46000 No one knows about this child. No one knows about this baby mama because Gianna Pink Floyd was the only child that became the heir of all the millions and millions of dollars that were laundered, oops, I mean raised. Uh, so, you know, when you look at Darnella Frazier, who was on the scene, who won a Pulitzer Prize, she won a Pulitzer Prize for her journalism. She raised $700,000. But Chris Martin, the boy that took the 20 that I interviewed, didn't have a GoFundMe, is truly uh, has been rocked and traumatized, as is the kid that made the 911 call. So you, my movie will show the shenanigans that happened in the ambulance that show, um, do you guys know what you're doing? You don't use a striker machine. So this is not in the fall of Minneapolis. I mean, I, I'm not discrediting the film is well-made. Um, they took my idea and in part, but they couldn't show all of what I've showed because I'm not part of the left or part of the right. I'm just here to show the truth. And like I said, mm -hmm. I tried to interview Liz Collin because I think everybody's holding a puzzle piece and it's best mm -hmm. that we all have a conversation because the goal is the truth. And, and so what we're going to see in the horizon, what I predict in this election year, is we're seeing the pendulum swinging. We now have people from the light, the left, that are stirring sympathy for Derek. Nothing has changed. This was never a fair trial. So if you believe in your constitutional rights, whether this is real or not, it has very real implications. 3,000 plus uh, legislation has been has been uh, put into effect because of George Floyd. So Question. my book is, Look, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry to interrupt that last thought. But a um, couple things about your, your your impression because I saw the real timeline, and I don't yeah. I don't remember if I was if I concluded or was or or was able to conclude was he set up to die? Let's start with that. Do you was he? Yeah. Do you think or is there a good chance? Or what's your was George Floyd okay. set up to die? Yeah. Let's say, let's talk about that. Now, let's just establish with these false flags, you never can know 100%. Let's 
let's also establish that I'm a real journalist and everything that I've stated in my book is, is referenced with receipts. And so only in the end of the book do I permit myself you know, also, once I put the film together, I could take off a director hat or producer hat and also watch it. I made the film so that I can visualize what's mm. happening from 7.30 to 9.30 in chronological order to see mm. if I could find something that stands out. So in these psyops, in these false flags, not everybody is privy to the full scope of the operation. They're compartmentalized. And this is a multi-layer. So this was also the live exercise, the live duty to intervene live exercise that they played out. One of the characteristics of a false flag is to look for a training day. We hear that, that that's one of the characteristics. So I obtained 340 emails between the MPD and the Minneapolis government that nobody else has seen. And in that, I found the training day. It was dated May 29th. This is all in my book that you can get on miriamhinane.com and uh, you can pre-order it now. So it was dated May 29th, which is the day that Derek got arrested. In the training, which was a very strange training, it had to do with driving. The people that were listed, Derek was one of them, were lieutenants that ended up testifying against Derek. So, the, so training, the, training, the, the training exercise happened on the 25th, the day that George Floyd no, died? No, it happened on the 29th. It was slated for the 29th. Okay. Okay. It was canceled okay. prior to the event, the George Floyd event. Okay. So then I called to say, well, what is this training? And who put it off together? So who put it together is the Dakota Technical College, where Derek graduated not as a cop, but as a cook, well, let's call Dakota. What are you guys, what is this training? Nobody responds to me. What is Dakota Technical College? Let me see it. who gets the, who funds them. Oh, look, it's the usual suspects. It's Ecolab. Oh, look, it's Planned Parenthood. The usual suspects that we've seen or I've seen or many of us who've been covering the shenanigans over and over again, we run into the same players. So th these right. are just, one, you know, I've showed two things that Liz will never tell you about, which is a hush money, which is a training from the college that he graduated as a cook. Um, also, the fact that Derek Chauvin was uh, at the School of Americas, which is also dubbed the School of Assassins, which trains dictators out of Latin America. So the true story here is a money laundering operation involving the Mexican cartel and the complicity of the government. So in making the, my yes. the, the money that the money that flooded in as donations to George yeah. Floyd's uh, bereaved family and maybe Black Lives Matter. No, I'm not talking about that money. I'm talking about a money laundering operation because you would think that when you find fake money and someone's died over it, you would look into where that money comes from, right? Was, was there fake, fake money in the real timeline? I forget if there was fake money in There's the real timeline. There's fake money in the George Floyd incident, right? There's fake dollar bills and fake, the whole thing happened oh, over, over a, a fake counterfeit $20 bill. That's right. right. That's right. So where does the money right. come from? 
Where does that money come from? When you see in my movie, I show that in January, as Wuhan was locking down, they seized in Minneapolis $900,001 fake bills. Where does that money come from? Where does the fake fentanyl come from? It's complicity. It's the Mexican cartel. It's the Sinaloa. And the Sinaloa works with China. So they get their ingredients for their fake fentanyl. So I believe that if anyone really cared about George Floyd, we would look into the source of this fake money and we would look into the source of the fake drugs that killed him. So in my investigations, I'm like, hmm, naive, but hmm, I think the government, this war on drugs, it, it seems like they use the cartels as the bad guy. So in, in my research and this hunch or this observation came across, um, I forget his name now, Osvaldo. He was writing a book. He had already written a book called Los Cartelas Non Existar. So the Mexican cartel doesn't exist. And he was literally translating it into English. And he was one of the many, because I interviewed DEA investigators, officers, nurses, to try to understand the landscape of whether this is real or not. So you see in the ambulance, right? It goes on and on and on. They don't know how to operate the striker machine. That, why? Why? That's incredible. That's an incredible sequence. That's incredible footage. That's why when you started talking about a training day, I, I instantly assumed, oh, is that what the people in the ambulance were doing? We were the. So you tell me, how much does that relate to what were those shenanigans in the ambulance? It's where they just look. It's the no, it's the duty to intervene live exercise. So if you're going to design it, the way it's designed is like a Gordian knot. So, oh, it could be this. Oh, it equally could be that. Um, th okay. There's there's a different, how can I explain it? So, so for instance, was it excited delirium? Was it uh him his pressure on his neck? There's camera perspective bias. He wasn't directly on the neck, but... Why does Derek look straight into the camera and continue after the guy is passed out? So the year before, no one tells you this. The trial didn't tell you this. Uh, Liz does in her book reference this, that when George was arrested, he did the exact same thing a year before. It's almost Great footage. like, yeah. you know that thing that you did? Do it again, but this time say, I can't breathe. We're going to make you Rodney 2.0. You're going to change the world. But maybe some of the players don't know that George is going to die. So what if it went really wrong? I say this in my movie, or really right. They don't know. Maybe that's why Tutau and Derek show up at the hospital. And I show that in my film as well, because shit, it, something went wrong or went very right. Depends who you ask, right? And maybe yeah. he didn't know that this was going to happen, George. And he was told because Liz also took this line from the film. I'm scared as F when it goes off on me, man, when he goes off on me, man. So what's going to go off on you? What are you talking about? Are you talking about your heart? Uh, what is that? What does that mean? When he says, right. I can't choke, I can't breathe. Now, right. 
I would invite people to look at both movies because, you know, we should be looking at all the puzzle pieces because the objective should be truth. But if we look, like I said, a thing in the beginning, Bruce, that in light of this latest chapter that involves Derek's shanking and the way in which things have unfolded, it is now more than a month, a month and a half, approximately, maybe even more. We do not know the nature of his, his injuries. We do not know what the improvised knife. We do know that this guy was an FBI informant. And we do know, or I know, and I share in my substack, I show the contract where it says you, you will continue to be beholden until it is until deemed necessary. Like it continues. And also he would need, he would have to, in his contract, it says not only at the FBI, if there's another agency, <laughs> then he has to carry out. Like John Tursak really, if we even look at his life, okay, he was 27. And when he got poached as an FBI informant, he was getting $2,000 a month. He was 27 and he told the officers, I want to start a new life. But in order to gain the confidence of MA, he had to do bad things. The FBI knew but, he would mm -hmm. have to do bad things. He's killed people. He's mm -hmm. This guy was wearing wires. So you imagine you're lying to the cartel, to the Mexican mafia. You're pretending to be one of them. You're calling, you're green lighting hits. You have blood on your hands, but you're also working as an FBI informant. How do you survive? He's 52. He's been in jail 36 years. So there's the idea or the argument that he did this because he actually wanted to stay in jail because he doesn't know life outside of jail. You could argue that he did this to gain notoriety or cred. You could and argue that. But, you've, but I think had, you've also said you've also yeah. said that you can't get corroborative evidence. You can't get real hard evidence about what were the details of the stabbing, how bad were the injuries, right? And now They've this, this right. So yeah. that's why the whole thing you're you're speculating, you're wondering, rightly so, is the whole thing just a story? Right, right. Is the whole thing just a story? And now you're going to tell me, no one, Bruce. This happened yesterday or the arraignment. No one, if you do a search on Google, I don't use Google, but if you go on Google and you do Derek Chauvin news, nothing comes up. And John Tursak pled not guilty. Why isn't this news? And then as soon as I tweet it, I can see that it's suppressed. It's suppressed. Like the day that Alexander Kang, one of the officers, got uh, sent, it was the day of his sentencing. Okay, it's this is in the movie too. It's nine thirty in the morning. I'm on the Zoom call because that's how we conduct justice. And someone tweets at me, ABC, Alexander Kang sentenced to three and a half years. And I'm like, what? I'm literally with the judge. This the hearing is not begun. They were having technical difficulties. Let me guess. In a couple of hours, he's going to get three and a half years. So me tweeting this, catching the media horrors. You would think this would go viral, but no. What they do to me is they hide me. And that's why I'm glad you're here on Thank my you. show, Miriam Hanin, creator of 
the documentary The Real Timeline about what really happened the day that George Floyd died, available at mymoviesplus.com. And now here is important information from today's News Talk, TNT. From weather and traffic reports to news of political developments, we turn to journalists for the information we need to live our daily lives. Journalists around the world provide news that is essential for democracy, for personal freedom, and for safety and stability. Yet their ability to report freely and safely is under attack like never before. Too many journalists are paying with their lives. They face exponential risks and they've already paid a heavy toll. Death threats, online harassment, and physical attacks are becoming a daily experience of journalists in all countries. We just want people to be safe, to be able to get our readers the information that they need to make informed decisions. They checked my phone and realized that it was Pegasus. I feel myself like I'm naked at the street. These charges were politicized from the start. Facts win. Truth wins. Justice wins. C'est énorme pour moi d'être là, d'être libre. Tout que je m'attendais pas du tout. Stand with the free press. Stand with journalists whose reporting won't be silenced. Press freedom is your freedom. I was such a young age. Everything changed. My name is Chloe. When I was 13, my dad was diagnosed with cancer. When I found out, I just didn't know how to react. I felt like everything was just kind of closing in on me. It just became a routine. Dad's doing chemo. I'd come home from school, wait for mum to finish work, and we'd go straight to the hospital, spend a few hours there, just draw. It was hard to navigate going to school. Hundreds of kids and I was the only one with a dying dad. He was diagnosed in March and then he died in October. Towards the end, I heard about canteen. It kind of felt nice to know that they had other people like me. They understood what I was going through and we didn't even have to chat about cancer. In 2020, I became a youth ambassador so I can help others the way they helped me. I've done so many things since I was 13. I've graduated high school, university, gotten my licence, made a move across the country. Life now is just a whole lot more fun. Please give a gift today to support more young people like me experiencing cancer. This is World Stage with Brewster Torres on today's News Talk, TNT Radio. World Stage indeed with Miriam Hanin talking about what really happened to George Floyd and your... Fantastic documentary, The Real Timeline, available at mymoviesplus.com. Quick question about Derek. I, I have the impression that, and maybe this is in The Real Timeline and I just don't remember. What, what, was, what, was, any, what was substandard, if not an abuse of, a travesty of justice at his trial? What kind of defense was he allowed to make or not allowed to make? How much of his side of the story has ever been made public. Right. I mean, I covered the trial for activist post every single day, wrote a different, a new article, blow by blow, 
anyone who was paying attention, he did not get a fair trial. And, you know, Judge Peter Cahill, this notion of not changing venues, it's redunculous. It's redunculous. How could this guy get a fair trial? You Even in Kenya, they talked about George Floyd. So, you know, I, it's come time now where I have friends that are in jail, you know, Mark Renon of Genesis Church. So I believe that we're glorifying criminals and uh, imprisoning God-loving human beings. So why didn't Derek take the stand? That seems foolish. He, he said cryptic things. Why, you know, even juror 52, right? There was a juror that it was found out after the fact that he had gone to um, a rally, a protest, and that, you know, Eric Nelson, the lawyer, could have, in voir dire, objected. He could have paid a little bit closer attention. So when you look at the deconstruct the reality, you realize that this isn't reality. Just you could start, let's go back. I, I joke about this in the in the um the event when Derek and when George starts saying, I can't breathe way before Derek has arrived to the scene, right? So at one end he goes, I need some water. And I, I joke around, would you like to order, would you like a menu? Would you like to order some food? Like really? Could you do that? Could I do that? I need some water. Like you you are taught, you put your hands on the wheel, whether you're black or white or purple, it doesn't matter. It's not just black people who are given that talk and you be you're obedient. And now we're we're in a realm where because of the duty to intervene, these rookie cops were expected, they were charged with not doing enough. They were expected. Thomas Lane literally goes in and does chest compressions on the guy. What, what more do you want? Now, he did say roll him over. So that's what I mean. It's a Gordian knot because mm. you, you in the federal trial that got very scant coverage, what's really on trial is the police manual. And they go real granular. And it, that's when I was like, wait a second, is this like an exercise? They even have the head of live scenario training say sometimes it's very, look, it's very real. Now, unfortunately, I wasn't I wasn't at the trial. So what did I have to do? I had to rely on a pool reporter. So in order to multiply my chances, I signed up to all the pool reporters so I can get as many notes and then use infer all the context that I have. At one point, I called one NBC journalist and I said, you know, that's not even George's car. And he's like, I know. And so I was like, oh, they know more than they report on. And then he said, he said this, Bruce, my boss told me not to speak to people like you. Oh, like real journalists, your boss, who's your boss, a mafioso dude, who's, who's your boss at NBC. So then you learn that the, the journalists, the media whores, the prostitutes and the parrots are not doing their job. Now, of course, there's some not seasoned journalist that those doesn't know what's really happening. So for instance, when I called John Tursak's track down his old lawyer, I was the first to call him. And then weeks later, I followed up and we chatted again. And he said, since you called me, I had a reporter at NBC call me and say that she was being stonewalled and expressed surprise. 
So the people that are real, that are journalists, will quickly learn that they're not allowed to write on what they want or to report on what they want. So for instance, when George Floyd happened, April Moss was a Project Veritas whistleblower. We talked and she told me that days later, they got a memo saying that they will all stand, the, the news desk will all stand by Black Lives Matter. So what came to her head was like, but we haven't even done an investigation yet. What? So th this is the way, this is the way it works. You know, when you have, if you look at Shadowland, the six-part series on NBC, Peacock, that smeared me and others, I'm the only journalist in the bunch. I think I get it the worst because they're, it's a lampoon on, on who I am. They left so much on the cutting room floor. They created a shitty reality series. They didn't show any of, you know, if someone learns I'm banned on Venmo, Vimeo, PayPal, GoFundMe, Instacart, Amazon, debanked by Chase, smeared by NBC, and persecuted by the government for selling vitamin C under Operation Quack Hack. Like what? You're a five foot five brown girl. What's going on? Why does anybody, or someone will say, well, but you're not that big. Yeah, I'm not allowed to be that big, but I'm not missing anything. I know how to structure a sentence. I'm not bad on the eyes. I'm intelligent and I'm a real journalist. And so it's very frustrating, even with this movie that I thought, well, I got the goods. The truth will, will come to the surface. That's what counts, the truth. If I do a good job, you know, coming from Montreal and thinking I'll work mm. really hard and, and I'll work my way up, but there's a ceiling and I'm not willing to whore out my soul. So now I know when people are psyops because they hold me at arm's distance. You don't want to get close to me, Liz Collin? You don't want to do an interview with me? Why? Are you going to say I'm conspiratorial? Is it because I have tattoos? Is it because of my head's shaved? Is it because I like the F word? What's the, yo, what's the, what's going on? Have a talk with me. Right. Look at my sources. Look at my, yeah. Well, even, you know, the Epoch Times, they know who I am. I wrote a story for them that went viral in 2019 on censorship because I was already covering techno-fascism and I was already witnessing what was coming down the pipeline. And because I covered vaccines since 2012, that's why I went to Costa Rica because mm. I knew this was going to happen. And mm. I covered in just to, just to share with the audience that in October 2019 in Samoa, they mass vaccinated 200,000 people based on seven cases of non-deadly measles. They literally went door to door. And Zach would make fun of me, medical martial law, Mimi, medical martial law. Yeah, well. I, so. I'm reeling right now. I'm trying to gather my thoughts to, to pick your brain in our remaining, you know, nine or 10 minutes here, Miriam, about okay. trying to stay focused on, on the real timeline and the George Floyd story when I, I'm inviting you now back to talk about all your adventures in journalism. Can we do a whole show on that? All you endured and learned and are make available for health and medicine. Can we do a whole show just about that? Yeah. Think about these things. Oh, I heard the yes. Good. <laughs> um, yes, absolutely. Can I say one thing that sure. I was commissioned yeah. to write a, a detox guide? And this was in 2021. And I published it on Smashwords, which is equivalent to Amazon. Smashwords not only deleted my book, 
they deleted all my other ebooks and they deleted me so that I don't even right. exist. Well, I, it's, it's, and, and I just know, wanted to help people. Well, never stop. And it really sounds like whoever evaluated you for deletion, at some point, your work created critical mass. And they're like, oh, no, 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 no. This has, we have to nip her in the bud because you're, you know, look, look what tackling the George Floyd story, which was the spark for, a horrible summer of violence and insanity, social yeah. insanity that was adopted and bragged about by the likes of mayors, governors, and, and even bigger shots. Uh, you're, you're handling a third rail, as you could tell me. You know, it's an incendiary. It's an untouchable, you know, subject. And kudos to you and all the brave hearts like you who damn the torpedoes this the truth has to has to be documented you know right. and what happened and what happens to me come what may you know um yes so. so i mean and yeah, and, and i just want to i want to i want to attach to that some yeah. memories of your movie the real timeline there are there are sequences in it that are that are they're inexplicable like you mentioned before the footage the cam footage the cop footage the the body footage cop footage of him getting stopped a year before behind the wheel of a car and doing just what we see him do on May 25th, cry in fear and sob and and, and boo-hoo like a four-year-old. It's right. heartbreaking, but you, you have to wonder, what is the state of mind of a, of a big man like that doing that and why? And then by the time you get through the whole, the real timeline at mymoviesplus.com, do you, um, so there, you know, I can't, I can't recommend it highly enough for such an impactful event. What are your thoughts about all that? Or, or do you, do you want to talk a little bit more about, you know, the censorship you've en endured, the, the, uh, the banishment, the deplatforming, the debanking that you've endured and what you've what you're doing to, you know, rebuild your, your situation. Build back better. I'm building back better. I would invite people to go check out honeycolony.com, which I created to empower, inspire, and educate you that I actually give a shit about human beings while I'm watching so many just collect the money. They don't care. And I I pray that people can Realize that a lot of these content influencers are giving you great information. They're giving you 80% truth. But when you omit, you're kind of lying. What's up? What's on? What do we get? What's available at honeycolony.com? Well, the government came after me my um, after my silver. I sell um, not colloidal silver, chelated 4,000 ppm. So colloidal silver is from zero to 500 ppm. This is 4,000. I would never travel without it. And it bolsters the immune system. I'm also one of the first and only to offer methylene blue, a liposomal methylene blue that does help with long COVID and helps with brain fog and uh, helps mitochondrial function. I sell a beautiful lube that once upon a time generated $24,000 in 24 hours. It has Damiana and pomegranate and jojoba and elderberry. I have beautiful offerings. And there's also a journal 
1,600 articles from a functional medicine biohacking point of view. And uh, I kind of- well, with that, that, that's, got to, that's got to impart all kinds of health benefits, does it what, not? What does? What? The so journal? The journal. Oh, my What's... magazine. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if you want to learn about mold toxicity, lupus, autoimmune conditions- I was also one of the first in the online space to sell CBD before everyone and their mother uh, that you could find on simplytransformative.com. It's liposomal with Chinese herbs and uh, it's organic because cannabis is a bioremediator. They actually use cannabis to clean the soil in Chernobyl. So you don't want to be imbibing non-organic cannabis. Where Next can time I learn where can I learn about them? Cleaning the soil with cannabis in Chernobyl. Where can I learn about that? There's articles on honey colony. If you if you look up CBD, I've written many many articles, and so have other uh, brilliant journalists. Next time I come, if you want me to tell you my adventures, I could tell you how I got kicked out of a hotel for um, being accused of stalking uh, Ben Stiller. I can tell you about hanging out on porn sets. Uh, before I had shaved head or tattoos, I worked for a British TV company, September Films, and they're like, Miriam, you're our secret weapon. Can you please go find us a porn director? Can you find us a porn star? Can you find us a drug dealer? And so I went and I found all these people and hang out with them. So I've, I had a whole other life before I started reporting and covering medical freedom. Absolutely. Yes, please. Um... Uh, what are you what are you following now or yeah we've got like other things if you go to my about two minutes we've got about two minutes left go ahead i just uh i've been doing a series i've put out seven on anthrax and i asked myself why are you doing this miriam like what's the reason but the day that the series came out there was a live exercise in ohio where bataille memorial which is cia lab um, there was literally a, a live exercise. And then I, you know, stumbled upon all of George Webb's investigative uh, work on coronathrax. And so anthrax definitely has a role in what's going on. A there's a bacterial component that is not really supported or, or covered in this Rona regime. So yeah, I'm, I'm working on that. And I'm just, I'm focused on um, honey colony at the moment. And I'll be speaking in Mexico at Anarcapulco. Charlie Robinson is emceeing, and I will be giving a talk on health censorship in a techno-fascist age and how to navigate for truth. When is that? That is February 10th to 17th. And uh, I'm, I'm very excited. And yeah, I would just ask people, your, your support does make a difference. And to join my Substack, which is the only place I can speak freely. Maryam Hanin, M-A-R-Y, M-A-R-Y-A-M-H-E-N-E-I-N, dot Substack, also dot com, also the real timeline about George Floyd at mymoviesplus.com. Happy New Year. Happy I'll be New inviting Year. you back sooner than later, and I'll be following up with you after after this. And this is the awesome and incredible Today's News Talk, TNT. TNT.